The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Coming up on Life Today, radio and television personality, author and Bible teacher Andrew Womack helps us learn to stop looking for our next miracle and start living in God's best. A miracle is a superseding or a suspension of God's laws. And God created all of these natural laws and He doesn't want to suspend that. And it's not long term. If you live from miracle to miracle, you're going to live from crisis to crisis because wow. it takes a crisis to get a miracle. You don't need a miracle of that one. so much and welcome to life today. I'm James Robinson. I've got a big smile on my face because I'm holding the book of, of someone I really respect and, and have great appreciation for. It's Andrew Womack. And the title of the book is Living in God's Best. And I think Andrew recognizes God's best and he certainly knows who knows best. And I believe because he has the, the love of God in his heart for you, for us, for everyone, that he wants the best, which God knows, for you. And I honestly think God has gifted him to share it. Would you welcome Andrew Womack to life today? <laughs> Andrew, good to see you. Thanks, buddy. You know, when we visited up in, in Colorado and we, and we did some programs with you, and they were wonderful, but you told me something that surprised me. You started supporting the outreaches, our evangelistic outreach, when you were in the service. Where were you? I was in Vietnam, and I would take my entire paycheck and send it to you, all $210 per month. <laughs> Is that amazing? And that's how many years ago now? Can you that was in 1970. 1970. 1970. And why? What, what attracted you well, to Well, I we grew up in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and I used to hear you preach, and we went over to Euless, and I tried to get a meeting with you. I got turned on to the Lord in 1968. And I met with Jeannie Rogers. You weren't yeah. available, oh, yeah, but I met singer. with Jeannie and just said, how do I get into the ministry? Because <laughs> I felt called to the ministry. So I used to attend your crusades. And then when I was in Vietnam, I'd just send the whole paycheck to you. Well, I want to thank it you. It wasn't much. <laughs> would you say that? That's huge. It was more than the widow's might, that's for sure. You know, Andrew, you've really been blessed. And, and I know we're going to talk about, talk about the book. But do you even think as you look back as a young man and you just had that heart going out toward the Lord, and you immediately wanted to support what you believe God was doing. Do you think that actually played a part in heading, Absolutely. directing you the way you've gone? You know this, and of course your viewers know it, but when you give, man, it's more blessed to give than to receive. You start a supernatural divine flow of blessings towards you, and I, I, it's phenomenal what God's done in my life. It's when God finds a channel through which he can flow his love freely, he's real committed to doing it. And I think it's wonderful. Now, I want us to talk about the book because I feel like you've put a lot into this. Now, you and I have had enough uh, interaction in the last few years to where we kind of know God's doing some deeper things in our lives. You don't become so mature and so long in the faith that, you know, suddenly it becomes less important. 
it actually seems to be bigger. Absolutely. Do you feel like God's moving more mightily in your life right now than ever in your life? Absolutely. I feel like everything up until this point, I'm in my 50th year right now of ministry, and I feel like I've just now got enough sense to know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just now getting started. I mean, the things that we've done have been phenomenal, but what God has put in my heart is much, much greater. All right, talk about the book. What do you want people to get when they dive in? Give us some of the insight. Well, you know, there's a lot in that book, but the number one thing is that most people don't experience God's best because they're satisfied with, with less. And I believe that a holy dissatisfaction is a very godly thing. And many people have just adjusted. Like I use in this book uh, that they've adjusted to sickness, which I'm not saying that you're sinful or anything if you've got sickness, but I'm saying that they don't even see living in divine health. They have accepted having, you know, all kinds of allergies, just every kind of thing, and they accept it as normal, and yet that's not what God created us for. As long as a person is satisfied with living below the standard, then they will. And then the same thing applies to finances. I'm not against anybody taking out a loan. You know, I've got some things, but we have been building everything debt-free. Debt-free is by far the best, and yet the average American today doesn't even desire that. They are satisfied with paying for things two and three times over. So now our government's doing it for us, and they're putting <laughs> us even more in debt. That's right. And putting people in debt that haven't even been born yet. Giving us a very wrong example Absolutely. to follow. Absolutely. But as long as people see, embrace that and think that this is normal, then they won't trust God for more. And, you know, the Lord spoke to me in January the 31st of 2002, the second most important encounter I had with the Lord, and He told me from Psalm 78:41, it says, in their hearts they turned back to Egypt and they limited the Holy One of Egypt, I mean of Israel. And when the Lord spoke that to me, I just hadn't thought about that. I could limit God. I thought God does basically what He wants to, but that made it very clear mm. that you can limit God. And when God spoke that to me, I mean, I started changing dramatically. And that's been 15 years now. And our ministry is, there's not even a comparison. We were covering 3% of the U.S. population at that time with television. Now we cover 3.2 billion people around the world. Isn't that wonderful? And we are seeing things happen. It's just phenomenal what God's doing. And I realized that I was the one limiting God. And James, this is what happens. And I mentioned this to you before the thing. Most people don't understand this, but you did. That one of the things that was limiting God, see, if you're living in sin, most people know that that's not going to, God doesn't flow through that. But I wasn't living in sin. I've been seeking God my entire life, and I was serving the Lord, and good things were happening. But the number one thing that I was doing to limit God was it was fear and it was fear of success and what it would do to me. Mm -hmm. Because I had a relationship with the Lord that was more important to me than anything else. Wow. And I saw people success. that succeeded and it destroyed. Mm -hmm. David is a great example. He, when he was running from Saul and hiding in the caves, he was seeking God with his whole heart, wrote these great Psalms. But when he became king and fulfilled his vision, he was so lazy, he was sleeping during the day and getting up at night. And he got into sin. He did, and that happened to me. And in my book, Living Amazed, I tell the story. Many people are familiar with it. I experienced incredible defeat because I failed the success test, and most and, people do, and Americans have. And see, I knew you mm -hmm. during that time, sure. and I knew this. And this was, and I actually had a fear of succeeding because I'd seen it destroy people, and I didn't want that. 
And I had to overcome it. And finally, the Lord just spoke to me and He said, I've spent 34 years preparing you for what I've called you to do. Praise and He God. says, you're going to have to trust me. And it, and it became a matter of, am I going to continue to let my fears dominate me or am I going to do what God called me to do? And a lot of people don't understand that. But there's, you know, it's just all kinds of things. It doesn't have to be sin. It can be just all kinds of things. We need that, distraction. Don't you think a lot of times that we don't feel like we deserve to live in that God's best? That was a best? big part of it. You know, we, we've made so many mistakes. We failed God. We failed maybe in our relationships or in life itself. You know? I've so, often told people, I said, if I was God, I wouldn't have chosen me. <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, I, I don't know why God chose me, but I'm so glad that he did. I feel so privileged and honored to do it. But honestly, Betty, that was one of the things is like, God, I'm not equipped yeah. to do this. Everybody feels unqualified. That's a lie of the devil. And then we know we've got things in our life from time to time that are out of sync. So we automatically see ourselves disqualified. We don't see the sufficiency and adequacy of what he did. It's because of him in us that anything wonderful That's happens. Right. And I actually teach in our school that that is a godly attitude is to feel disqualified as long as you don't stop there. Mm -hmm. You got to go beyond yourself to where I can't do it, but I can do all things through Christ. We've got a man that started our Australian uh, office over there. And the night that we were opening up the office, I was there holding a meeting. And, and right before we walked out on the stage and we were going to promote it and announce it, he came to me and he says, I can't do this. It's bigger than me. And he, and he just panicked and he says, don't announce it. <laughs> and I said, are you going to stop there? Or are you going to go on and trust God? And he says, well, I'll, I'll trust God. I'll do what I've got to. And I said, then you're the guy that I want. <laughs> and I went ahead and announced it. And it has been the best office of all of the ones we have all around the world. He's doing a phenomenal job. And so a holy dissatisfaction with your ability, I think, is a positive thing. As long as you don't let that dominate you, as long as you can go beyond yourself. Have you been amazed how God's used you, honey? Oh, absolutely. I never thought I'd be sitting right here. I've you heard know, your I, testimony yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not one that likes to carry on conversation a lot or anything. And James told me, he said, okay, I just want you to sit here with me. He, I will not put you on the spot, you know. I will be there like to fill in. Like he just did. Yeah. <laughs> like he just did, yeah. <laughs> but it is, I mean, if we can have that trust in God and say, I know that I'm not able to do this without you, God. But it can, see, it doesn't have to be sin. I'm not saying that sin is good, but I'm saying that's obvious to most people. But there's fears just like mm -hmm. this, that God, I'm not yeah. qualified. You could have got somebody who is so much better. Like, I'm a hick from Texas. You guys, <laughs> it may not sound so bad to you, but I go anywhere else in the world and say hi. And they say, what part of Texas are you from? <laughs> I mean, immediately. Andrew, you have, God has given you such a winsome demeanor, such an honest, open communication style. Don't you all appreciate the way God uses Andrew just to communicate God's love and His love? If, if, if somebody gets the book, and I'm really praying you will, and get one for a friend, you want them to have God's best. What do you think they're going to see right off the bat? And what's the conclusion you hope they... Well, the first thing is I try and get them really dissatisfied with being normal, mm. that God made us for something special. So the first half of the book is just basically to stir people up and let them know that God's got more. Nobody has tapped God Don't out. settle for less. Absolutely. <laughs> then the second half of the book is surprising to most people, but I show that a miracle is not really God's best. Now, sometimes it may be best for the situation you're in. I got you. But God, a, a miracle is a superseding or a suspension of God's laws. And God created all of these natural laws, and he doesn't want to suspend that. And it's not long term. 
If you live from miracle to miracle, you're going to live from crisis to crisis because wow. it takes a crisis to get a miracle. You don't need a miracle of that one. And yeah. so if you live from miracle to miracle, you're going to live from crisis to crisis. But if you can tap into the blessing of God and start cooperating with the laws that he created, physical and spiritual laws, you'll get to where you never need a miracle. You see, Betty and I started, when we started uh, in our, our marriage, we always lived below our means. Now, whoever taught anybody to do that? This was something God put in our heart. We didn't even know you could take a credit card and charge it and not pay it the minute the bill came. We didn't know you could do that. I didn't know that I until... I didn't know you could have a credit card. <laughs> well, <laughs> but it's a bank card, though. If you look at it right, it's a plastic check. The point, you, and you don't even have a plastic check, right? No, I do now, yeah, but yeah. I'm saying when we started, oh, yeah, man, you know if we would have died, well, we didn't even we have a phone. We stared at it like it was something magic. <laughs> but the point was, we didn't make a fool of ourselves That's by true. digging that huge interest debt. We didn't even know it was that. We thought you lived that way. Absolutely. You paid your bills. You didn't run up debt. And, and it's but see, you didn't satisfy. You didn't settle for what the world has said, that this no, is normal. It is abnormal to pay for something two and three times what it's worth. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and yet the American public is bought into this. And as long as you can settle for being in debt up to your eyeballs, you will be. <laughs> but when you decide that I'm going to change and I'm going to live in God's best, it just starts a supernatural flow of God's blessing towards you. But the, it really starts with us making the decision. When you find living in God's best, being a yielded vessel, being soft clay in the hands of the master potter to be created into a vessel of honor, I, I see it as a channel through which God flows freely his love, his grace, his peace, all that he is. And, and I see you becoming a well-watered garden bearing beautiful fruit, not a bunch of briars, but the beautiful fruit. Do you think if people see that in living God's best and knowing God's best, that they're going to become excited about every day because they realize he's just releasing his life through them. Absolutely. They're, they're a yielded vessel. God's never made a piece of junk. He never <laughs> created a single person to be a failure. He never created us to have depression, discouragement, death, fear, all of these kind of things. None of that is God's plan for us. And yet we've grown up in it so much we settle for less than God's best. And that is the biggest hindrance to God's best coming to pass. Wow. So what I was sharing was, you know, I had come to a place where I had been in the ministry for 34 years in 2002. We were on television. We were reaching people. We had money in the bank. We were surviving. There was light at the end of the tunnel, and it wasn't a train. It looked like we were going to live. <laughs> and I had finally reached a place to where I was satisfied. Mm -hmm. And then the Lord spoke to me and says, you're limiting me by your small thinking. Wow. And, you know, James, I'm only saying this to glorify God, not myself. I got you. But... We had 28 employees when the Lord showed that to me, and, I, and the last figure I heard was we had 638 employees. Tell tell everybody what's up on the mountain right now. What what do you? We know they can come there for conferences, but you built something that God's people have built miraculously, and you see what. It, tell our viewers all over the world what is it that's going well, on. Well, we're there? Bu building a Bible school there. We have about 800 uh, students on campus in Woodland Park, Colorado, just outside of Colorado Springs. And we're building that to accommodate 4,000. I just am in the process of building a 3,200-seat auditorium. And with the night school and stuff, we can do that. And then right now we have 60... Is it primarily a ministry school? Is it primarily like a Bible school and a seminary? It is a Bible school, but in the third year, we have a media school which teaches people how to get involved in television. And all of my television crew teaches in that and teaches website design and puts people back into the church doing these things that 
they often aren't qualified to do. We just started a uh, school of practical government with David Barton, and he's the one that writes That's the great. curriculum and he teaches there, and we are putting people into politics. We have the best, I know that everybody's going to think I'm prejudiced, but it is <laughs> the best business school on the planet. I don't doubt you. We are the only place on the world that uses Harvard's core curriculum outside of Harvard. They gave us permission, and but we teach it from a biblical perspective. Maybe and you can send it back to them and they'll understand <laughs> it better. That's my prayer. Wouldn't that be wonderful? And we are already putting people out oh, there that have right. patents and have businesses. And uh, I mean, and oh. we've just started a creative arts thing that right now, uh, Quentin Tarantino, Mel Gibson are, are taking some of the things that we're doing and they're putting together a musical that'll be coming out in the next couple of years in Hollywood. And they've invested millions Isn't in that it. Great? And we are raising up people to go into all seven of the mountains. Great. And it's awesome. Y'all like this? So you don't say praise God, but God be the glory. All right, where, where would someone find out all that you're doing, how they could be involved, go to the school, what website to go to to get the information? AWMI.net. And that'll have a link to Karis Bible College, or you could go to karisbiblecollege.org. All right, all that's on the screen, and our prayer center will have it. It'll be on the Life Today website, tell you how to get there. And I hope you will get Andrew's book, Living in God's best. Andrew, let me just say a, a thank you for sowing seed in our ministry. Are you pleased with what you're watching God do with life outreach and in your Absolutely. friend's life right Absolutely. now? Absolutely. We're seeing God move, not just, you know, here, but I mean, I think that we are entering the best hour of the church. I do too. Especially in America. We got a reprieve. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we got a chance. Arise yeah. and shine with the glory of the Lord on us. And the church today knows a whole lot more about that glory that Isaiah talked about because we know where the glory is. We know who the glory is. And I believe if the body of Christ is adorned in that glory, I believe Jesus will be drawing people all over the world to and himself. I know you know this, but even though we got a reprieve in the political realm at the moment, the answer is not political. No, it's it the is church not. that it has the answer. Right. And unless we change the hearts of people, we're headed for like a civil yes, war. Yes, we are. We and really even if are. we got blessed and got prosperous as a nation, we would become even more idolatrous if we don't live under the control of Holy Absolutely. Spirit power. And that's what the church uh, inspires people to do. Would you just say thanks to Andrew for being here? Being such a faithful witness, the book, Living in God's Best. It's in the bookstores. You can get it online. Andrew, one of the things that has given us great joy is just meeting needs, just with love. And we find so many missionaries that have planted their life in the midst of suffering, and they're so ready to pour out the love of God in demonstration power. Mission feeding is the first mission outreach that Life Outreach established. And in so many ways, it changed everything. I want you to listen very closely. I believe that Sheila Walsh communicates God's heart as beautifully and clearly in the midst of a, a situation of need or that needs to be addressed. Watch closely and prayerfully, but I believe you're going to be moved in a very profound and positive way. Watch closely. So I woke up this morning in this village. Um, it's my first time in Angola. And... I honestly don't know what I expected, but I didn't expect what I experienced. I didn't expect to see a child who is a year and five months old and weighs six pounds. I mean, how does a child like that even survive? I think one of the things that maybe surprised me most was the profound affinity I felt with the moms. If you're a mom, all you want is for your child to be healthy. 
You want to be able to put a meal on the table at night and know that your children go to bed with a full tummy. But here I've seen what the ravages of malnutrition do. You know, and this morning, I'm sitting in my tent and, and I open my Bible. I'm just kind of doing one of those, going through the Bible in a year. And here's what I read, Isaiah 58. Share your food with the hungry. Give shelter to the homeless. Give clothes to those who need them. Then your salvation will come like the dawn and your wounds will quickly heal. Your godliness will lead you forward and the glory of the Lord will protect you from behind. Then when you call, the Lord will answer, yes, I am here. He'll quickly reply, feed the hungry, help those in trouble. Then your light will shine out from the darkness and the darkness around you will be as bright as noon. Mission feeding is not some great idea we came up with. It's simply living out the gospel of Christ. And we put one simple bowl of food into the hands of these children in Africa. It changes their lives forever. Thousands and thousands and thousands of lives, one life at a time. And Lord Jesus, I thank you for the way Sheila communicates your heart. Thank you, Lord. And Sheila, I know you watch the program. Thank you. Thank you for sharing the love of God all over the world. And as you've done for so many years, thank you for working at our side. Betty, when I looked down, I saw those long lines. And God knows you and I have been watching them now for 25 years when we went there. And we saw what love could do. Now, she talked about thousands being changed. With no exaggeration, the governments of Africa and the people who report have reported to our mission workers that we have saved the lives of over 10 million of their children. But in that same period of time, far more than that, numbers-wise, have come to give their lives to Christ because when people see the love of God, they're ready to listen to someone talk about the love of God. When you hear Sheila talking about what she saw with that little child, and you know what love can do. What do you want our viewers to hear and sense in their heart? You know, as I was watching and listening to Sheila and I saw those precious little ones, I could see, you could see in their bodies, the life is leaving them. Their life is being is taken away from them unwillingly, but it is being taken away. And I think we can make the difference, James. We, this is a solution that is simple. If we will all together reach out and get the food to these children so that their mothers don't have to see their little ones put in the ground because they had nothing to eat. Their mothers don't have to say, I'm sorry, I have nothing to give you. The desire of a mother's heart is to take care for their babies. Let's help these mothers have the food they need to feed their babies. Please help us. And I wish you could understand that these, these children are the, are the joy of their life. They, they don't have entertainment like we have in advanced countries. This is their joy, and they're losing that joy, and they love their children. But here's the thing, the great miracle. Betty, you said it and prayed it so well, and I will never forget it, and, and you won't either. Betty said, Lord, please let the line to feed the children always be longer than the line to be fed because we saw what happened when we ran out of food. And I believe God heard that prayer and you became an answer to that prayer. Think about it. You're the answer to that prayer because if you will help us feed those children in all the different areas, in Southern Sudan right now, it's an unbelievable, indescribable crisis. And love 
shared freely with compassion changes everything. Would you right now go to the phone or go online, take your bank card, use it like a check, but would you help us feed 10 of those children for the next months? $100, we can feed 10 children. 50, we can feed five. 30, we can feed three. There's a level at which you can participate. And you know what we're doing too? We're advancing not only their physical health, but their minds. We're feeding in schools. Once we get stabilized in an area, the kids are able to go to school, but we feed there so that they have the nourishment they need. It takes $1,400. There's some of you who can do that. Father, I pray every person watching who can help will do it and we'll do it joyfully in Jesus' name. Would you right now take your card, dial the number, make the gift God put on your heart, please. We have some gifts to send you. Wonderful seasonal devotional. I'm telling you, it's fabulous. And Carrie Job has a CD that is amazing and a DVD that tells the story of what they put together. And then we have the beautiful determined eagle soaring on the turbulence of the times and meeting the challenges of the day in God's power. We want to say thank you for your help, but please, right now, you make the gift God put on your heart. You're giving a great gift, the greatest of all. You're giving life and the love of God. Thank you for doing it. In impoverished and even now famine-stricken areas of Africa, children are suffering. The need is great, and without food, they face death by starvation. Life's Mission Feeding Program is ready. With your support, we're able to feed and care for children in famine areas of Sudan, as well as Angola and Mozambique. With all of our previous reserves gone and Mission Feeding facing the worst drought and food shortage in years, we urgently need to replenish our food supplies to reach 400,000 children counting on us. Your life-saving gift of $30, $50, or $100 will help feed and care for three, five, or 10 children for the next three months. Please also consider a special gift of $1,400 to help sponsor a school and help feed 140 children for three full months. With your gift of any amount, we'll send you my Daily Word devotional. This box set of four seasonal devotionals will help you read, reflect, and renew yourself through God's Word with space to journal your thoughts and reflect each day. With your gift of $100 or more, you'll also receive Carrie Job's newest music project, The Garden, along with the Story Behind the Garden companion DVD. And finally, with your gift of $1,000 or more, be sure to request Determined Eagle, our 2017 commemorative bronze sculpture. Please call, write, or go online today and make your gift of life to help feed and care for hungry children. I want to thank you in behalf of the mothers, the families, the children, the miracles, the schools that you're going to help. If you can help us feed a school, please do that. Feeding them every day and feeding their little minds. If you help us, any gift, and you'd like to have Andrew Womack's book, Living in God's Best, we'll send you that also just to say thank you for sharing God's love. And there's no question, it's going to be a blessing to you. And you know, I'm really grateful. Andrew started a long time ago sowing seeds of life in our ministry. So grateful. Would you join Betty and me in just saying thanks to Andrew Wama for his friendship. And Thank you for your leadership. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jim, for following him. Thank all of you. Thanks for watching, and thanks so much for helping us share life. We really do appreciate it. God bless you.
next week, Guy Penrod. In the valley of the shadow of death, you reign. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.